pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. <laughs> I don't know if they're in that good a shape. But just so we're clear, the pandemic is over. For anyone who may be asking that as we head into November, we're days away from a pretty big election. So it's really important that he makes everyone who wants to go about life as normal feel like they can. Of course, there's a whole bunch of people who still need him to spend money, and he's clearly willing to do that as well. It makes me really think he's more dazed and confused than anyone knew. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com for more. Call one 589 Investing in gold is one way to really diversify your portfolio. And given everything that's happening on the inflation front, it would be nice to have that diversity right about now, would it not? Gold holds its value. So go give my friends there at Legacy Precious Metals a call today. Again, Legacy Precious Metals. Here's the whole clip from Scott Pelley's interview on CBS News 60 Minutes from Sunday night. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. So if everyone is in really good shape, then why are we spending so much on so many different welfare programs? There's a ton of money that got put into action back in March of 2020. And we're still feeling the effects of all that. I realize the president thinks inflation's up just an inch. Inflation rate month to month was just um, uh, uh, just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, actually, it's up over 8% from this time last year. As I predicted, by the way, it would. I said it over and over again, right here on this show, as far back as summer of 2020, that you couldn't have this much fiscal and monetary policy working together and not run certain risks. Anyway, you have welfare benefits that have skyrocketed. Think about the millions of people that are still receiving food stamps because they expanded that program pretty dramatically. That was the national emergency, remember? You had a restriction or a lack of restriction, I should say, on state requirements for work, which meant more people were able to file for more benefits. States were not able to remove people, for example, from Medicaid roles, even if the people were no longer eligible for Medicaid. The prediction is that it's costing taxpayers, according to a report in the Wall Street Journal, about $16 billion a month. And then, of course, the Biden administration announced a $500 billion plan, half a trillion dollars here, to relieve people of their student debt. The entire generation is now saddled with unsustainable debt in exchange <laughs> so for an attempt at least at a college degree. Maybe didn't go to the school. The burden is so heavy that even if you graduate, you may not have access to middle all class those, life uh, that the college degree once provided. Degrees in gender studies from Vassar College. I mean, come on. This makes literally no sense. But they're using yet again March 2020 that emergency declaration to justify this from a legal perspective. It will face legal challenges, but this is what he's trying to do. In other words, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He wants to spend. He wants these massive, massive programs that the left so loves and refuses 
literally refuses to recognize the inflationary effects. I mean, you have an administration right now that is still trying to pretend like we don't have any kind of recession, like we actually are growing as an economy. Give me a break. Inflation is growing for sure, certainly over where we were last year. And that's what the Fed is trying to tame. So the big question becomes really and truly, can can this inflation be tamed? Can our economy be on stable ground when you have a president that is so dazed and confused, so willing to spend, while simultaneously a Federal Reserve that's trying to suck all the money out of the economy? I mean, talking about mixed signals, this is a mess. I asked Charlie Dombeck, our friend from Key City Capital, whether or not he thought the Federal Reserve could actually save Biden from himself. Interesting conversation. Take a listen. Charlie Dombeck from Key City Capital. Charlie, good to see you. Great to be here. So I want to start by playing you some sound. Joe Biden gave a rare interview to 60 Minutes and He seems to think that inflation is not really a problem. It's just grown by an inch, he said, and that the economy, the economy is actually growing. Here we go. Sir, with the Federal Reserve rapidly raising interest rates, what can you do to prevent a recession? Continue to grow the economy. And we're growing the economy. It's growing in in a way that hasn't in years and years. (laughs) Really? It's growing. It's growing. I mean, forget the fact that the last two consecutive quarters have shown negative, negative GDP growth, a a GDP decline. What do you make of that? Well, the only thing that Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats are doing really well is spending more money, which is exacerbating an already huge problem with inflation. So uh, they're not growing in the economy. Look, inflation came out with statistics last week, 8.3%, even though we had a major drop in energy costs. So inflation is running at a white hot pace. And the Federal Reserve actions to date have not dampered inflation whatsoever. And we've got more interest rate increases here now. Um, And the real question, is it enough? Um, Will they have an impact on the overall inflation rate? Or possibly do we have an issue where we are contracting the economy too much? So it's a really tough issue for the Federal Reserve to contend with right now. Uh, One of the things that I felt was very noteworthy was the reduction in revenues at Federal Express. One of the best leading indicators of a recession is a reduction in freight movement. And we're starting to see that. We're seeing it at Federal Reserve. We're seeing it in the trucking industry. And if you look historically, that is a major predictor of a recession. And what's different about this rolling crash that we're in, it's very different than the subprime crisis, where within 12 months, we largely recovered what we lost in the markets. There's no possibility that within the next 12 to 18 months, we are going to be able to recover what we've lost. Not with the Democrats spending all this money, not with further interest rate increases, and now major recessionary tendencies in the economy. It's a very troubling environment. It's a strange environment. I don't think yeah, you know, they say no two recessions are alike. And I think we're really seeing that prove out. The hope, of course, right, is that they'll be able to perform what I would call a circus act, right? It's a high wire circus act. And you'll see that, yeah, joblessness will go up a little bit, but not enough to really, really hurt us. I don't know how we get there. I really don't, given how much money was in the system and how much money has to come out. 
And don't forget, right? Jerome is there trying to fight Joe because Joe's still spending money as much as he can. Yeah. I mean, they're competing against one another in terms of policy. And I'm hopeful that we're going to get some relief here in the midterm elections and get a little bit better balance in the decision-making process in our government. And if we're able to do that, curtail spending, um, keep the IRS from coming around with guns to collect money, I think we can hopefully look forward to a better environment. But again, it's not going to be a quick recovery. It's not going to be a situation like we experienced where within 12 months of the subprime crisis, we recovered the 30% we lost in the markets. That's not going to happen. And people still need to prepare themselves and get their money working for themselves and reposition their capital into those asset classes that will perform well in the environment we're in today. What does that mean then? You know, you say asset classes. I mean, walk us through sort of where you'd be positioning. I mean, it seems to me anyway, there's increasingly more opportunities, perhaps some fixed income that you might not have seen before. Yeah, a lot of fixed income investments that are tied to interest rates are starting to perform very well Mm -hmm. and are actually a better alternative in equities right now. Um, Asset-backed lending in the private placement market, which is one of the things that we sponsor, is doing extremely well. We're able to generate a 12% coupon on a, t- on a two-year commitment, which is quite high. Um, you're, That's you're really high. It's <laughs> actually, I mean, you think, because what is the treasury right now? Everybody's psyched because it's getting near 4%. I mean, those that are savers um, and the treasury, you know, you know you're going to get that 4%, but 12% is a lot. Yeah, it is. And one of the things that many people are suffering from is a reduction in income in their portfolio. And those people that depend upon fixed income after they've left their job, their profession or sold their business really depend upon having opportunities or investments that will keep that monthly income up. And so what we look to do is reposition capital out of poor performing investments, typically equities, and are are moving them into the fixed income environment, especially these private placements that have high interest opportunities from an earning perspective. Those are doing very well. Let me ask you, I mean, do you, how bad do you really feel like it's going to get? I mean, I keep hoping and praying that it's just a little blip and that we're able to recover enough. But I, I'm also troubled by the, as we said, the sort of dueling policies, if you would, from the Fed and the administration. How bad could it get? Well, here's what I'm thinking. I mean, we've been hoping and thinking that for the last nine months that we were going to be in a relatively short term environment with high interest rates and inflation. The reality is we've gotten a relief and I don't see us getting any relief in the near term as well. And I think it can get much worse from an overall economic perspective. We've been able to maintain strong employment, but I suspect employment is going to taper off. And I don't think the interest rate increases are going to be enough. I think we've got a long road ahead of us to get to a recovery point. But there are things that people can do today to protect themselves. And there's a few opportunities that are available that will perform well in this environment. And people need to have the conversation, have the plan and have the strategy rather than just sit and wait. The biggest mistake people can do is do nothing. And we've been so thankful to be able to help many of your clients who have reached out to us to be able to reposition their assets into those things that are doing well in this economic yeah, environment. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's, it is a tough time for people. It's challenging. And I think people are scared when they see this market going down, but it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, typically and historically, when we've seen the Federal Reserve pull back, 
it usually does mean a recession. I'd love it if they could come up with a creative way not to actually pull back and, um, you know, or, or rather to pull back in a way that doesn't land us into recession. But it, 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 history shows it's very tough for the market. It's very tough for investors. So I do think you got to be creative. They should give you a ring. Charlie Donback, thank you. You can reach Charlie at Key City Capital. Go to keycitycapital.com, keycitycapital.com slash Trish. Make sure you reach out to Charlie. I, I think he can and his team can help quite a bit. Thanks, Charlie. You're quite welcome. Really interesting stuff indeed. Again, my thanks to Charlie Donback. You can get more information at keycitycapital.com slash Trish, keycitycapital.com slash Trish. It's clear we're in for some rather turbulent times. I really do believe that. And I've been warning about that for some, for some months now. I, I think this market is pretty crazy. I'm not sure that the Federal Reserve is going to be able to contain all this as much as they would like to. And I think the Fed is fighting a White House that still wants to cling to a spending program that will be massively inflationary. So we had a lot going on, a lot of reasons. To keep watching this show, make sure that you are subscribed if you haven't already. Do me that favor on Apple iTunes or on Spotify. Give it five stars. Make sure that you subscribe and you share this video right here on YouTube if you're watching or on Rumble. It's great to have you here and I'll see you tomorrow.